Number one, the bank want a drug screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. We're back and we're ready to talk about movies once again. Coming fresh off of the 2016 movie draft. Yes. Where Durkin is just dogging us right now in the polls. <laughs> Easily the winner. Mm. Don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Go to the poll and don't vote for Durkin. Yada. But then you're you're going to get there. You're going to be like, I And guess what? If you do vote for Burke, oh my God. You're going to see Purge election year and you're going to fucking go, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you vote for Durkin, fuck you. (laughs) How far are you in Elden Ring? Um, I uh, am in the Volcano Manor. Great spot. You're going to start getting the crazy armor now. Crazy armor. You start getting the sickest armor ever. I'm slowing down. How many hours in are you? Like 50. How many hours in are you? I think I'm up to 250. I'm about to beat it for the second time. Yeah, I am slowing down. I'm not really playing a lot because I feel like I'm about to beat it. Like I have like basically two bosses still. He, uh, uh, so have you been to Leyendel yet? Because you're in that area. I haven't been to the capital yet. Then you're still, I would say, if you're going to do Halig Tree, the like optional dungeon. Sure. You're probably, and this is going to sound crazy, and I'm, but I'm not exaggerating, like you're probably at the halfway point. Really? Yeah, because so. it's like the problem is it gets so hard right after where you're at that you're gonna have to go back and grind your level For up. You, that you had to do exactly. See, I forgot about that. That's an experienced Soulsborne player right there. We'll see. I don't know. I'll I'll keep you posted on, on my progress. <laughs> yeah. Up I just like to gas up the hubris the as hubris. you approach the mountaintop. Hubris, yeah. that's a good fucking word. Mm-hmm. Mm. We really should chief before this. Happy four twenty, by the way. Yeah. Well, it's not gonna be yeah. released today. We're but doing. True. And we are we doing are, the top stoner comedies of all time. We are recording this on 420. Yeah. And the top stoner comedy of all time <laughs> obviously is the 1985 classic. Yes. Directed by Martin Scorsese, After Hours. Yes. And Dark comedy thriller. Yeah, which, and this is a movie, we actually are talking about this movie, we're not making a joke right now. Um <laughs> This is a movie that is labeled. You said a, a dark. I'm pretty comedy. sure it's a, labeled as a dark comedy. Film, yeah, right? it's like it's like a um like a slapstick comedy slash film noir. Is what it like says on like Wikipedia, like a dark comedy film noir. Yeah. And I like don't know if I even agree with that like label of. I don't know if you can call it, it a noir, but I called it manic pixie nightmare sequence. It. it I, I'm glad you manic said that pixie nightmare sequence. That, yeah, because you is, always talk that about, sounds like a sick band name. Because <laughs> you always talk about manic pixie dream girls. This is for like, sure he's chasing that's the a, dream girls and they just he, keep being nightmare. huge manic pixie that's, dream girl movie. That's sure. a machine girl album title <laughs> for real. For real, goth girl go go. Basically, just a bunch of hot girls link arms around him in this movie and go nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. It's pretty much reminds me of my first time doing acid yeah real quick 1985 was an insane year for movies yeah or just in general because of my top films of the 80s after hours tops out as my eighth best film okay. of the entire decade sure damn is that's high third best film of that year to me mm-hmm. what else have we got in uh, 1985 come and see oh that's a banger mate <laughs> yeah and ran by kurosawa okay which that is definitely my favorite Kurosawa I've seen so far. So those are the top two. Uh, well, Ran I have it fifth. Okay. And come and see it first, and then you got Akira, Grave of the Fireflies, and Blade Runner. 
coming in in between. Solid year. Solid. Blade well, Runner no, no, no that's the decade. That's oh, the decade. decade. Okay. Oh my god, if that was all that. Because no, that was in what, like eighty two or something. Yeah. Or is it eighty? Double check. Eighty two. You're right. Sick. Yeah. No, that was my. I was just filling out my one through five of the decade. Of the decade. But yeah, eighty five also had Back to the Future came out in eighty five. Breakfast Club. Goonies, all solid. Clue, Reanimator, Fletch. That's a good shout. I haven't seen that. Fletch is a great movie. The Clue movie came out in '85. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Mm. the worst Mad Max movie. Uh, Commando, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, came out in '85. Have I? What's in Commando again? Anywho, Um, (laughs) Teen Wolf. The original team. This Wolf. is just a honey dickin' about the 1985. Oh, Michael J. Draft Fox eventually. had a fucking big year. He had Teen Wolf he and was, the original Back to the Future. He was the hottest thing smoking. He in probably fucked my mom, which would have been really illegal. She was Too bad really he's like young, five man. seven. No. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, <laughs> you know Michael that's J. the only Fox tragedy. Did, you know Michael J. Fox <laughs> killed a guy. I yeah. actually did hear that. Yeah. We're talking Michael J. Fox or Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick killed Yeah, killed we're the guy. mixing them up. Okay. Matthew Broderick killed I him. apologize, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> he probably fucking killed clear, someone. Clear, clear the record. <laughs> he probably killed someone. Let's not give him too much credit. But yes, um, After Hours, uh, yeah. this for sure, this might be the epitome of the um, manic pixie dream girl in, <laughs> yeah. in movies. And there's a lot of examples. And, and for people who don't know, can you, you want to clarify what that is? man what is a manic pixie dream girl again um uh wait so you're just throwing it out there you have no idea what it means no 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 because i'm trying to think it's it's a it's a feeling you get (laughs) it's hard to put it it's like listening to machine girl when you're with a girl drugs no but i'm saying manic pixie dream girl I know, but that feeling that you're describing. Listening to Machine Girl while you're on PCP would be a, mach- uh, a Machine Girl nightmare yeah. sequence. Um, Manic Pixie Dream Girl is like a... a... Oh, it's fucking uh, Ramona Flowers. Yes, well, kind of. Yeah. Um, it is a yes, trope. No? A tr- yes. It is a trope in, in movies where you have a kind of mundane male character and he's introduced to the... the um, the manic pixie dream girl which is mm. supposed to like uproot him from his boring everyday life and that is Ramona and, and basically take him on an adventure um and she is supposed to be like a weird quirky like fun different girl that's like yeah. the uh accumulation of of like usually the male desires the screenwriter's desires seeping into the page yeah and she's supposed to like talk fast and be weird and Helena Bottom Carter and Fight Club would be under this yeah, as honkies well. Honkies be um, horny. Uh, a little different maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a little different. Um mm. normally they're not so, supposed to be like so dark and uh, as this. Um <laughs> they can be. But that's literally that opening sequence where that girl comes up to him in the coffee shop. That was all I was thinking was like, oh yeah, this is big Ramona Flowers yeah. energy, big manic pixie dream girl energy. Yeah, so let's um get into it a little bit. I don't know. Here's I'll I'll leave it up uh, to you guys. Did you have anywhere in that outline a little uh Scorsese ranking discussion? No, I do not want to touch it. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know he's big anti Scorsese guy, right? Well, I'm not even no, because I love this movie. And yeah, you think this is his best movie, which I'm telling you it's not. I literally am now it's not even fucking close. I'm like, I, I think this might be his best movie. I would put it in like maybe top 10 and it'd be around like the 10 spot. And you know what? And, and that's generous. And 
but I love this movie. It's we a really good a, movie. We might get around to this later, but like one thing I was thinking while I was watching, I'm like, oh, I know why this is my favorite one. Is this is the closest to Lynchian? It's very, any, it's yeah. very Lynchian. And and since we're talking about it, um, I think there's two other filmmakers that I think this movie is very reminiscent of, and mm. one will make sense because it happened before, but a different one shouldn't really make sense because it is a future um director mm-hmm. i think it's very very um uh, very like kubrick i think a lot of a lot of the how it's shot is very um kubrickian how can i say that kubrick-y. Very, kubrick-y. That kubrick-y. yeah i um, think it's i think they call it kubrickian don't they sure. I, we're, i'm we're, calling we're it, about to i'm calling it kubricky we're about to <laughs> okay okay and uh the other one i think it's very um coen brothers-esque i could see that in okay. a way it, which obviously like the coen brothers happened later so it's not like like no, I think this movie took a lot, of, a lot from Fargo. <laughs> Came out fucking the city twelve years before. <laughs> yeah, not the movie. The city. This, this Scorsese wrote it while he was in Fargo. But I, I just feel like this like movie like thematically fits into like their camp a little bit too, and I'm sure like yeah, they, they like the movie. But because um, it's not what's the word for it? It's not whimsical, but it's um, I guess literally just like manic and pixie and <laughs> and dream very, very nightmarish. <laughs> um, so, how do we want to start this? I have a few things. I have themes. I have theories. I have three theories. And I would love, I can't wait to get to this. This is a movie that is kind of riddled with theories. And it's like a very, very much an, uh, his, probably his most, most so of an art film than any yeah. other of his movies. And, See, as I was, there's just certain. The one thing that really struck me as I was watching the film was just how there's these certain like tokens that keep reappearing, which is what felt the most lynchy into me. Where it's like, what do you mean by tokens? Like this item can, <coughs> this item cannot possibly be popping back up in the movie. It can't possibly be here right now, and but, it just is. And it's like, like, and like certain elements, like the plastering and stuff like yeah, that. Like, like, there's no good reason for this to be coming back up in the plot. Yeah. Besides just like this willful chaos mm-hmm. that like Lynch is very good at channeling and just being like, no, it's happening because I'm saying it's happening. Like, Eraserhead, head, his baby looks like that because I said it looks like that. Like, yeah, plastering will is going to come back you up. Explain that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> why does why is everyone plastering in New York? Man? Yeah, uh, a lot Scorsese. of a lot of no. uh, paper paper mache sculpt sculptures <laughs> yeah. going on. Why is there castration in 1985 in New York City? No, no. Um, and so I have some theories, and then I have a bunch of shit in a category I like to call other. That's my favorite category. Can be just whatever. So maybe let's just start with some context around Scorsese in this movie, and then we'll see where it takes mm, us. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with that context. So this is, uh, like we said, 1985. He's come out with some some pretty heavy hitters so far. Taxi Driver's been out already. Raging Bull has been out already. Um, what else do we have from him already? Uh, uh, the King of Comedy I... just came out, I think. Let me pull up he was trying to make the last patient of christ and it just got uh king of comedy was already out at this point i think so maybe not let me look it up let me look it up i think it was like his last one that i'm already beating you there Dale. um he was trying um, to make the last patient of christ right before mean making the streets film. has been out for mean a streets long that was like his first then. like yeah. was uh, new york new york and king of comedy was out before this damn that seems so much later he had that. who's that knocking at my door Boxcar Bertha, Mean Streets, 
Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, and The King of Comedy all come up before this. And Oh, and obligatory, I've, I've seen 12 Scorsese movies. Hmm. So, so like a quarter, take that, like a quarter of them. Yeah, take that with my this is his best movie take. Okay. <laughs> That's the medicine that has to go with that. We'll, we'll get into that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, um, he was really trying to make his like passion project, The Last Temptation of Christ, and that got moved basically got like shelved. It, it was like way over budget, so they're like, you can't make it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a huge um, protest with like a theater, so like we're not going to show it. Um, so he was like kind of devastated a little bit and um, came across the script uh, for After Hours, which is like, um, I forgot who wrote it, but he wrote some a few other things, but this is like his really only like crowning achievement. And funny thing is that there already had a director attached to this project. And uh, he just said, give me that shit. He said, give me that shit. Do you know who it was? Who was supposed to direct this movie after hours? Tim Burton. Oh, damn. That would have literally been Tim Burton's best movie. It would have been a crazy Tim Burton. Because like, just think about this exact same plot structure and then just like the whole city distorting. Mm hmm. Like as the night goes on, making it more Tim Burton-y. If he was yeah. smart, that's what he would have done. It would have been fucking sick. This was written by Joseph Minion. Minion, yeah. Um, and he's written a few other things, but like really nothing good. Um, and no is, way. What? He directed a movie. Please Minion, tell me this is Minion? a full feature length film. Or he didn't direct it. Sorry, he wrote it. Wrote it. Oh no. Yeah, just wrote it. But it has uh uh what's his name? Not Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli. So yeah, so, so, <laughs> so yes. it is him. <laughs> and Artie Bucco from Sopranos, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Is that him? Sure. Yeah, that's Artie Bucco. Artie Bucco. He had the, my man. two favorites my two favorite Sopranos boys in a movie in '99. I'm definitely watching this. But look at those boys. So after hours is really like this crazy, manic, all in one horny. night. Don't forget horny. Pretty horny. Um movie about this guy named paul who is a works for like kind of like an early like computer programmer like yeah he like organizes files and like databases or whatever seems like a very like horrible job like terrible job <laughs> yeah. and even in the beginning when uh we're introduced to him he's like training some guy in and he was like well i'm not gonna get this like this is only temporary like who'd want to do this for the rest of their life yeah and our our lead is like oh, that's what i do <laughs> um and basically after a long day at the office he uh, we go back to his apartment and uh, we see kind of just like this bland kind of uninterested life he's living where not a lot of excitement he seems lonely he doesn't really have a lot going for him and it's a very um kind of unenthused lifestyle that he's living and he decides to go out and uh, go to this coffee shop to uh, get some um, little bit of a social life. And he's reading a book. He's reading the Tropic of Cancer. And this girl, uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, mm-hmm. um, what's her name? Good shout. Uh, the actual actress? Or like her character, either one. I don't, I don't oh, know. fuck. Let me call her by something. She Call her Michelle. Pfeiffer. No. Michelle Pfeiffer? Would you have? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to see how long we could hold that. Well, I thought you were going to 
you know. I thought you were looking up. Go uh, up. Oh, it's Marcy. Mar- Marcy. Hey, he's quicker than me tonight. He's quick. He's quick. <laughs> yeah, because your computer's talking She <laughs> initiates the conversation with another, which is another classic trope of the Manic Pixie Dream mm-hmm. Girl. It's like that she they what l- latch on to the guy. What I if? wish I just had a Manic Pixie Dream Girl latch on to me in real life. Yeah, yeah, would, one day. And uh, so she... <laughs> compliments of oh i love that book whatever and uh, they start talking about this um book about the uh, tropic of cancer which is like i haven't read it but it's like a yeah neither have i it's supposed to be about like a very lustful book about like sex and like uh um it was written oh, in written paris oh, by honkies be horny so it was like a really like yes. a very erotic book and, and for ahead of its time like for when it came out so he was just standing there with Fifty Shades of Grey. Pretty much, like the, like the, the, the 1934 version of like um, <laughs> that 50, reminds me. Quick sidetrack. What? You remember that movie I told you that was the horniest movie I've ever seen? That's also one of the worst movies. Three sixty-five days. Yep, they're coming out with a fucking sequel. Seven hundred and thirty days. I have no idea. I just know they're coming out with a sequel. So that's gonna be sick. On the radar, worst movie ever made. We'll do a pot about it. That'll yeah. be film of the year. Yeah, and. Uh, so then he, he meets this girl. They talk. They hit it off a little bit. She's like, here's my number. Call me. Um, my roommate sells these bagel and cream cheese schmear paperweights. <laughs> That's the thing that keeps coming back. Roommate? Yeah. I thought it was like boyfriend. No, it's her or her friend, she says. She's staying with her friend. who Yeah. Kiki um, Bridges. Kiki Bridges. Kiki. And Doesn't like, Kiki also she's try like, to fuck him? She's like, here's Am my I number. Am I going to also try to fuck? Okay. Um, it's he so kind of tries cool. to fuck her. Uh good for him and uh, she's like come over here's my number come over and buy one if you want and he's like fuck yeah horny <laughs> so goes home gets in the cab and uh, he's about to go meet this girl at the apartment and the cab is like a wild cab ride he's uh running red lights and he's like swirling around it is like a very uh hectic cab ride where he is like being thrown and tossed and turned around in the back and all the dope Tim and, Burton vibes would be good at Tim Burton scene for sure. And uh, all of his money flies out the window, <laughs> which is really funny. Cause he's going to buy a paperweight. Yeah. yeah. So he has no money to buy the paperweight or pay for the cab and or a paperweight to hold his money down. Exactly. If he only had the paperweight already, um, there wouldn't be a plot to this movie. This movie's dope. And uh, <laughs> so then he gets to, uh, their house and uh trying to remember no i i was, i know i just don't know oh if i want to uh, describe no. the whole movie right now full description i okay. need a full description yeah it's actually spoilers this will, this will help you for it's been a while since you've seen it it's been um, a long time do you want me to hit you with the wikipedia thing sure at the apartment Paul meets Kiki, who is working on a sculpture of I don't a like cowering, audible, I like <laughs> cowering and screaming man. And throughout the visit, comes across several several pieces of evidence that imply Marcy is disfigured from burns. I do not even remember. Okay. Up on that. Oh wait, yeah, I do remember so, that. So he goes up to the apartment. Uh, Kiki drops the key. He he buzzes the thing. Kiki drops the keys down. Yeah, which is a big thing later we'll talk about. And. Uh, he goes up and uh, they're. She's like, "Oh yeah, uh, she's not home yet. She'll be. Marcy's not home yet. She'll be here in a little bit. She's she's building the sculpture mm-hmm. and this fucking weird like 
um it Dude honestly, on his it, knees it, like yeah. screaming and yeah shit. it seems like like it's a fucking statue from like dark souls or elden ring honestly <laughs> yeah and uh, she's like oh well, give me a hand with this like i need a break whatever and, and they he have, starts plastering it for her. He starts plastering it for her. And, yeah, he wants to And then it gets horny. It and uh, mm-hmm. she, he's like, do you want me to give you a massage? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, would you? And he's like rubbing um, her shoulders or whatever. And he's like, they're like talking. And he's telling her that some trauma of his life, how he, when he was a kid in the hospital, they like ran out of room. They had to put him in the burn ward. So he's like terrified of burns. Yeah. And, uh, she finds like the burn ointment in like her cabinet, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah. and uh, well, before that, her and him and Kiki are. He's like giving her the back massage, mm-hmm. and uh, he thinks that like they're about to fuck, like it's getting yeah. horny, and then he's like about to go in for a kiss, and she just like falls asleep. And he's like, oh, I kind of <laughs> he's got magic. Hands. I hate when that happens. And then then um the girl uh, Marcy comes back, and they go into the room, and they're talking or whatever, and. Um, she goes. She goes. Oh, I'm gonna take a shower. Be right back. Don't don't get up. And he he finds like burn cream in her bag, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh shit, is this girl like burned?" And apparently, he has like a very big phobia of burns. Um, and he they get into a little argument, and he runs away, and he is out in the dead of um Soho, um New York, like Southern Manhattan in the middle of the night with no money and like nowhere to go and and hijinks ensues and we'll get into the rest later but that's like how we're starting the story yeah um so do we want to talk about theories or do we want to talk about themes or do we want me to go through some fucking others you pick Hit me with some themes baby yeah we'll start out with themes and then theories okay yeah, my balls love me some themes so as most of Martin Scorsese's movie movies, a big theme is guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul is a guilty man, um, characteristically. He has done nothing wrong that he should be guilty of, but yeah, but he is like riddled with guilt for no reason, and that's just something that Scorsese does in almost all of his main characters. Um, and and one thing, another theme is 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 lust. Very Paul, much. Paul so. is lusting over these women. Um, he it lust is what brought him out of his and safe keeps him home up all night and, and into this environment, and he is guilty about his lust. Also, he is guilty about wanting to like be horny. Double edged sword. Um, another the, the film is called <laughs> After Hours. It is a late night film. The another big theme of this movie is time. How long has he been out? What is mm-hmm. he doing? Um, they play with time a lot in a very weird way in this movie. It might be my favorite. Uh... I know we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on mic, but uh, and we should do a pod about these in general. The all happens in one night yeah. movies. This might twenty four hours. One. Yeah, that's a really good one. There's a few. Really? Yeah. What yeah. are some other happens in all night? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, that's one day. Game night. I fuck game love. night. So I haven't seen game night. Rope. Yeah. Um, Any like one shot? One Actually, no. Night. Nineteen or set. Does 1975 or whatever? Does 1917 count as all happening in one night? <laughs> I, I guess. I just said 1975 and 1775 trying to get 1975. Were you 1975. thinking of the same movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, 1975 I think so. is too
Um, any like one shot movie is gonna. A lot of Riley Reed movies happen in one night. Is that? <laughs> Seems accurate. <laughs> um, another big theme is art. Uh, they are in like the. So like I said, like the downtown Soho area, like art is like very prevalent everywhere. Everyone is an artist. Um, everyone that we meet, they're talking about art. They're like critiquing art. Mm-hmm. What um, does Soho stand for? I don't even know in like uh, Manhattan. Kind of, yeah, I've never. It's in Man. Isn't Soho a part of Manhattan? Yeah, and I didn't even know about it until like I just rewatching it. So I'm not the person to ask. So it stands guys. for the Bronx. We're anti New York up in this bitch. Yeah, we're LA. Yeah um yeah the last pod yeah uh <laughs> masculinity is a big theme and then money and money in in the way where it is on one hand the most important thing in the movie because all paul needs to do is have a little money to go home mm-hmm. and he has none and he can't go home and his whole struggle is about wanting to go home but on the other hand he has no money it has he it has not inhibited him from doing anything mm-hmm. besides going home and there's just like this push and pull that's so funny in the movie, like that just exists where every time he that like does feel super realistic to when if you guys have been out with your friends and they want to stay out and you are deathly tired, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know. Has that happened to me a few times before I've gotten very that's, tired at the bars and stopped engaging common, with people? That's a common theme. <laughs> and it's like, there's just this push and pull. I don't think you get tired though. You just get mad. You get, you cross your arms and sit in the corner. <laughs> there's this push and pull of like, I'm not having fun. No, one <laughs> no, no. It's like, it's like, damn, I'm so very tired. That I'm going to throw in the towel. And then 30 minutes go by and you're like, you know, I might have a little left in the, t- and then you walk over and start talking to someone, and then you're like, "Why the fuck did I think I had anything left in the tank? What the fuck was I thinking?" And then thirty minutes go by, and you're like, "I'm kind of feel like hanging out," <laughs> and it's like that's basically the same push and pull is being orchestrated very well over the film. Like every time he hits a point of just complete exhaustion, complete, uh, I've just taken five steps back. There's no way I'm gonna get home tonight. Mm-hmm. Just and then Catherine just, O'Hara will walk. He gets up and a be like, whiff hey, a snatch. You want to get in whiff. this? Yeah, you want to get in this cab with me? And he's like, "Oh, great, I can get help." And then it's, "Let me just go Fair. up to my, let me just go up to my room and grab this." Oh, well, let's just hang yeah. out for a minute up he, here. That, that's the real gasoline that keeps society going. Mm-hmm. Women, the gasoline, <laughs> the fuel of the fire. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking fun. And so talking about time too, which is another big theme. So was that sexist? I don't know. I thought yeah, that I, was pro. I didn't touch it. That was yeah, pro. Yeah. Women. <laughs> it's that out there. It's pro out there. women. Just to <laughs> lay it out there. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to take that up. I'm with gonna them. have some explaining to do. <laughs> you can reach him at. Yeah, you can. Uh, little boof season. A little boof season. Um, <laughs> but time. So, what's really interesting to me about the time in this movie is we really never know exactly what time it is. And there is clocks everywhere. And so, for an example, the first time we go to the diner, it, it's, uh, it says 4 a.m. on the clock. And then you look at his watch that he has in the same scene, 4 a.m. And then later on in the movie, we go back to the diner, and it's midnight. And then we look at his watch. It shows that he's at the table, also midnight. <laughs> so it's like not like a, a thing that's been looked over by like the production design where it's like, Oh yeah, we're filming them out of order. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it intentional. To, it's intentionally. Yeah. Um, because it what matches the watch. And they're which, intentionally putting it at like time at, back and forth and, um, kind of out of order, which is like a that very brings interesting up, concept. 
that brings up an interesting thing, which is um, over here, I was kind of thinking about, uh, I was reading a little draft of a longer review I'd started writing. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I mentioned is it was it very much had the same energy as like Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I'm like, it's basically a horror movie version of Curb Your Enthusiasm, where if Larry David watched this, it would be everything that he would be horrified of mm-hmm. happening to him. And it, what's interesting about you mentioning that is that is literally a very, like one of my favorite horror uh, tactics, which is uh, doing subtle subconscious things to unmoor the audience by being like, oh, I told you the movie was set in 1975, but everyone's driving cars from like 2015. It's mm-hmm. like, we didn't forget that. We just intentionally are fucking with your brain subconsciously. It's very interesting. They're doing a very similar thing, which yeah. makes you uneasy without you realizing it when you can't figure out what the time period is or what's happening. And yeah. this, we're talking about the time period of midnight versus 4 a.m., but same logic. But no, I, and they're also, it's like kind of like just symbolizing that like when you're out, like time doesn't matter. Like <laughs> yeah. When you're, when, it, when it's that late after, you know, after 10 o'clock, whatever, when you're out of the town, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if it's 11, doesn't matter if it's midnight, doesn't matter if it's four, like you're out and they're getting their freak on yeah what's that old saying they say like nothing nothing good happens after like 2 a.m or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah this is very much a test no i'm pretty that. sure that's a um how i met your mother quote it's is like, it if it hits 2 a.m i literally i think i think home. you might be right because yeah. i was thinking one of my friends in college told me it but then i remembered that he was obsessed with how i met your mother okay yeah, so he a, definitely yeah. stole that shit <laughs> is that the point of like showing the clocks at the same time in different spots though is just to confuse the audience and not like well, I think it's it's a little bit it's on. it's what because they might not even be consciously doing what I'm talking about, which mm-hmm. is doing it to make the audience uncomfortable. But it is what Danny's saying, which is after two a.m. It might as well be five a.m. It might as well be midnight. You're yeah. just fucking tired, like, and you're still up, and you're not home, so the, it doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's like just the state of, and it's like that inherently is an uncomfortable feeling. That is what I'm describing. When I'm talking about like horror movies, so it's like they don't even have to be referencing that it is just an uncomfortable feeling to have time slip past you yes for sure um so i i have i have and also like this is like a nightmare sequence too in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so it's like there it's a very much a surrealist film where it, it is a surrealist film that is grounded in reality but and stuff's just repeating. Things just is... keep happening, and you're like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" Yeah. Um. So it really it plays into that, um, like nightmare fever dream genre, but it's like very like it's not heavy handed about it like a lot of films are. It's like very delicate with like how it's portrayed. Um. I have three theories, and I found out I watched I I had, um, these three theories written down that I, I I saw on some of them on, on the internet or whatever and I kind of picked apart like what I feel like I agree with. Yeah. And then I listened to a interview with Martin Scorsese today and he literally just confirmed one of the theories. Interesting. David Lynch would never He would never. <laughs> you fool. So do you want to start off with the one he confirmed or do you want to go with Tell the us other all one? three and then I'm guessing which one. Yeah. Confirmed. Okay. Um the uh, one of them is that this is like a heavy parallel to the wizard of oz um okay one of them is that this whole thing is like a dream nightmare and never really even happened okay and one of them is that he literally is like going to the underworld oh god i I like the underworld one three do you want me to tell you 
I think I it's one, it's but I wish it was three. See, I hope it's three. I think it's two. Do you want me? How, let's go through all of them, and then at, after we go through them, I'll tell you which one's real. Okay, yeah. Let's start with the Wizard of Oz. Actually, yeah. No, yeah. two seems too easy. I don't think it's two. I think it's probably one. Seems like that would make the most sense, but I want it to be three so bad. Okay, well, we'll, we'll find out in a second, audience. Hold, because hold I think I think I had a similar thing. So if it was like Wizard of Oz, are all the characters he run into, runs into like personifications of like, if, or is the it is it a metaphor to the same metaphor that Wizard of Oz is, which is that whole emerald over or no, what is it, ruby over gold was. What the fuck was the original I have metaphor? No idea what you're talking uh, about. You were you started on a tangent, then asked us to finish it for you. It's like <laughs> very true. He was talking about wheat. Um, he was doing an analogy about farming. The guy who like originally wrote it. Did you ever see gold. that clip with a midget killing himself in the background of the Wizard of Oz? No, that sounds sick though. There's a lot of fucked up things with the Wizard yeah. of Oz. They're... But it was something about gold moving into green was about like the dollar and inflation or some bullshit. Sorry, like I said midget by the way. <laughs> and then and then ruby read over that had something to do with i forget but yeah it was all an analogy for something so i could see this being a similar thing where this writer was like i'm gonna do the same analogy but it'll be about staying out late in new york city um i don't have that but okay. you can maybe make the case i'll look that up all so now obviously they talk up. about the wizard of oz in the movie so uh, now that he's looking this up we aren't gonna get anything from him for the next five minutes <laughs> that's okay um in the movie, they, they they blatantly reference the Wizard of Oz by um, when they're at the cat uh, the diner with um, Marcy. She's talking about her ex husband, who every time he came, he yelled "Surrender, Dorothy!" And uh, oh, ew, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he she he was like, I kept telling him to stop, and he didn't even know he was doing it. Yeah, um, he had no he memory. Had the demon take he had him no over. memory, uh, and that's like what happens in the Wizard of Oz. They like they in the, in the in the plane they like spell out surrender Dorothy or whatever. So they're they're blatantly mentioning it, and obviously that's not the only only thing. But so both characters, um, our our main character Paul and Dorothy, are trying desperately to get back home. They are in like this uh, surrealist world where they're trying to get back home by whatever means necessary, and they're meeting people along the way to uh, uh, on their journey. Question. Yeah. If this was like the sequel to Wizard of Oz or whatever, wouldn't like one and two then be like the same thing? Because Wizard of Oz was also a dream. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're kind of part the of same. they're kind of part of the same thing a little bit, but also it can be independent. Yeah, Dorothy, the Kansas innocent, represents the nobility of Midwestern America. The Tin Man is industry. The Scarecrow is agriculture. Uh, in the book, she's wearing silver shoes. That's why it makes more sense. Uh, so she's being drawn into Ruby's way better. What the city Dorothy and her friends seek is emerald green, and the fraudulent Oz peers through green shades. The yellow brick road is is with is walked with silver slippers, and it is a representation of whether the United States should have a gold and silver or gold only currency standard. Just an argument completely lost to time. Sure. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck? Um, so both characters trying to go back home, uh, yeah. a, a, a strict parallel between the two. Um, they are both teleported through a means of Dorothy through the tornado him and then being whipped around, him whipped around, uh, like a tornado in this taxi cab. Mm -hmm. Um, they see now you're selling me. So mm -hmm. she is following the yellow brick road. Um, in, in this movie, 
there is yellow everywhere. The all of the the women that he meets, uh, besides Marcy, is wearing a yellow dress. There is like the, yeah. the the posters of his his face that for like the angry mob. Like later, they're all in yellow posters. There, um, you go to one of the, the apartments he's in. There's all yellow curtains. There's a like, yellow everywhere. Everywhere he goes, he's followed by yellow. So he's following the yellow basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where is the yellow following? He, him? <gasps> He, we've already established that he um, he has a fear of fire from his childhood trauma, mm. and uh, the scarecrow is is afraid of fire in Wizard of Oz because it's obvious he's starting on fire. He's made of straw. Yeah. And what is the scarecrow? It's uh, no. Is it bravery? No, no, no brain. Or... No lion is no bravery. Tin can is no heart. Scarecrow is no brain. No brain. So Paul would be the one with no brain. Yeah. Um, ha. And then also one of the girls he meets is Gail, and that I think that's the cocktail waitress. And uh, Gail is Damn. Dorothy's last name. Dorothy Gale is like the. Isn't there also just a Dorothy though? That's a good question. Not in After Hours. Oh, there isn't. But uh, in Wizard of Oz, her last name is Gail. So there is like a few. You can you can make a little more parallels if you wanted to. That's what all I had written down really. Um, and uh, also it. Uh, Dorothy, the whole thing ends up being a dream. And so that ties into the next theory, which is this whole thing was like a daydream in his office, basically. So the, the next theory is we start mm-hmm. the, the the film with He's Paul, in pa- Paul in his office, training the new guy, and the new guy's like telling him this boring story about how he wants to be like, uh, start his own magazine and be like a publisher or whatever. And Paul is completely dis- disassociated. So the theory is that he... Falls asleep listening to the story, mm-hmm. and at the end of the film, when he comes back, covered in like the plaster or whatever, the the night is over. He arrives back at he's miraculously dropped off back at his work. Um, that he wakes up from his dream, and uh, let's see what I wrote down for this one. So it's basically that he is living through things that he read throughout his day. So we see that there is, he's he's reading reading the Tropic of Cancer, which he says I I never reread books, but I'm rereading this one. It's my favorite, mm-hmm. and that's all about like women trying to like seduce um, the the main character like uh, off the path, basically, which is yeah. kind of happening to him the whole movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a a. a when he is cleaning himself up from the sculpture, there's like a piece of newspaper on his arm that is about um, a man being torn apart by a, a mob and which is, he's literally being chased mm-hmm. by a mob. Um, his, his life is his boring life is, is centered around his job, which is like organizing computer files pretty much and the whole point of his journey is to get a paperweight that would like essentially um organize <laughs> his papers you yeah know what i mean yeah so whenever things are going wrong and there's like certain times where he just starts screaming about the paperweight he's like i, w- I came here for a paperweight i want my paperweight <laughs> it's like he's searching for organization and see i thought him searching for a paperweight is just he just wants some pussy that well, is like the funny <laughs> thing about watching is it's like the the paperweight is just like seemingly such a standard for like no i just really am out at 2 a.m trying to buy this paperweight but when that is a very real thing that like people do that like 
no. No, I've decided to myself that I need to do this completely stupid, mundane thing tonight that doesn't need to be done. And that's why I'm doing this for uh-huh. no other not, reason. Not to get pussy. <laughs> um, but he obviously there's like a, a his like excuse to go out and he, he went out to, to meet the girl but once he really he gets uncomfortable and doesn't want to be there anymore he's like so where are these paperweights like can you show them to me do you even have them is this a ruse like um whenever he's searching for order he like comes back to the paperweight and then at the end the paperweight comes back and uh, um it, it when it's like in the most cat chaotic part he doesn't he, he, he disregards the paperweight he dis- disregards like the organization and it gets into even more of a mess um and then when he gets back to his desk like his computer pops up and it says uh good morning paul which like i'm sure doesn't <laughs> actually happen so it's like kind of weird there so that's like the dream thing not a huge i think i think my computer says hello and then my name but this was not that's sweet. You're you're this is 2022 and this is 1985. <laughs> um, their True. computers, uh, there's are, been are, absolutely are zero advancements in technology in the last almost 40 years. True, Facts. um, and that's then we have years the ago. last Holy one, fuck. the last one, which is that uh, he is going into the underworld. See, this is my favorite. I'm subscribed already. Okay, mm-hmm. it'll be hard to convince you then. <laughs> um, so he goes into the, the underworld. So that this whole journey is like a, um, a, okay. It's like, uh, is it like Greek mythology kind of where they have to like go through the certain yes. routes? It is a very, very or heavily influenced very, by Greek mythology. Greek very mythology. like so, Percy Jackson-esque when they're trying is, to get down to Underworld to meet Hades and they have to find the secret entrances. So to get down to the Underworld, you cross the River Styx. And so he, we start off by him going into the taxi. Um, and he's going to Soho, which is south of Manhattan. So he's going down. Oh, we figured out what Soho mm. meant, by the way. I mean, just, it's so boring. What is Fucking it? stupid New York. Just south of Houston Street. Fucking stupid. Fuck. <laughs> so dumb. Um, Fuck New York. So he's going south already. And... Uh... Oh, <laughs> that's a good face. What'd you see? I'm trying to decipher my notes. Um, so he gets into the taxi cab. And so... There is a character in Greek mythology, I believe. I'm going to say it wrong, who probably. Who ushers uh, you across the river uh, sticks? Uh, Chiron, uh, yeah. who is See, like the ferryman of, of the river sticks. I never yeah. knew how to pronounce that name either, and it's in yeah. all the Percy Jackson books. Yeah. I always thought when I was young it was Chiron, but that's because I was a dumb elementary I, kid. I, I is it Chiron? Chiron is right. I think it's Chiron. I think that's Chiron. Right. Um, the ferryman of, the, of the, the boat that leads people into the river sticks um, is represented by the taxi driver. Who, and if you can't pay the ferryman, um, you are cursed to to roam in purgatory um, yeah. around mm-hmm. along the river sticks. Which literally, he cannot pay the taxi man because his cash because the cash flew out the window, so he yeah. can't, he can't pay him, and therefore is forced to roam around uh, New York oh, at night. Correct. It's a hard K noise. And uh, hard K. Mm-hmm. He while he is on this. Um, nightmarish adventure he is surrounded by death the first the the girl kills herself after he leaves mm-hmm. and rip. rip and he sees a, a husband being shot in the uh and murdered by his wife rip. he people there's violence everywhere uh there's like break-ins or whatever i forgot people, about the shot it, 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 they really just kind of glance by yeah. it they don't really talk about it yeah a lot. 
in again very lynchian because that reminds me of uh eraser head when he looks out his window and just sees a man get beaten to death and it's yeah. like damn this sucks living here <laughs> and just doesn't address that there is um fire all over the place she has the candles or whatever and then throughout the, the movie later there's like uh images of fire mm-hmm. images of skulls are are everywhere does the, the images of castration come into any of these scenes because there's a lot of that and in what in after hours it's a lot of castration we can talk about that in a second right. um i can think of one thing for sure about it um about castration but i can't think of a lot off the top of my head my only my only beef i have so far with the underworld theory is what do um cheech and chong represent what characters would they be let me tell you in a second yeah um so there's skulls everywhere because so far none of these have addressed cheech and chong from what i can tell oh my god they're pain and panic from the hercules movie no um (laughs) I, i didn't i didn't write this down but i believe that um so there is also parallels to um the the odyssey this is like a um reinterpretation of the odyssey some people think everybody loves to reinterpret the which odyssey. is literally you said about probably almost every any movie <laughs> yeah. um but again uh uh trying to go home and in the odyssey at some point i believe i'm gonna butcher this i'm sorry um hermes and um not Aphrodite. Uh, what's the other god of wisdom? Athena. Athena. I think Hermes and Athena save Odysseus by propelling down, um, like a Deus Ex Machina, um, and bringing him up from the underworld into um, oh, the normal. So and that's literally what like, they do. They literally pluck him up out. They pluck because at the end he's he's that's trapped. Pretty, he, he's uh... trapped in the uh, in the plaster. He can't and move. The plaster could definitely be a like damnation, like mm-hmm. ultimate uh, curse. And they the the two they propel down from like the like the sewer grate mm-hmm. basically, and they they lift him up, grab his ass out into the street, and they drop him off at his office. Mm-hmm. And then his day just starts again. But the skulls everywhere. The the keys that he has, um, the the bartender gives him uh, the skull keychain. The girl has a skull tattoo on her. Um, the a different girl has a skull belt. When they go into like the the club, there's like a bunch of like references to skulls and stuff. I think, and so just more along the theme of the underworld. Then I saw this parallel that I really liked actually. The, the the streets of New York, the streets of Soho, being the river sticks itself. It's it's raining out, it's always wet, there's always they're flooding. The streets are flooding in this movie mm. constantly, or at least they're always wet. So that literally representing the, the river sticks itself. Um But then my one beef would be I would want one character to lose their memory at some point in well, the thing. Can't be. I would like one person to literally be dipped in the streets of New York and come out invincible. And then that would, <laughs> that would be cool, except for the heel. Oh yeah. Uh, let me tell you, this is enough. Then the the name of the uh, the diner they go to is called the River. Oh, uh, bucket. Hmm. Lick the stamp. Is there any it's other? Sealed. Is there any other evidence for three? Yes, I'm probably halfway down through it. Oh, keep going then. Keep going. Um, then. Keep going. Kang. So far, I'm not. Going, I, Kang. As much as I want three to be it, I'm still I'm thinking more that than, it's based on two. I'm more than halfway down. All right, all right, I'm still thinking two is the one that Scorsese confirmed. But and then three. the the bar he goes into is called Terminal Bar, um, which is like Terminal. end of life. Oh, okay, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's what they said about my grandpa. And then also, there's like a thing about. Um, <laughs> 
Just take a second. All right, we'll just recollect. Rip. It's also a thing about um, you ne- needing keys to enter the underworld, and uh, okay, and, and some Greek thing. I, 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 say, I, I saw this there, and I'm not. I don't know the specific reference off the top of my head. Yeah, but uh, there's something about like you needing keys to the underworld, and uh, um, when he gets to the house, the apartment, she drops the keys down, and he like backs away from it as if he he thinks that it's gonna like kill him. Like mm-hmm. like, like the the weight of the of the keys is, is gonna harm him, and he's like terrified of it. Oh, we scary though. And, and then keys become like a a motif throughout the whole movie, where he's constantly like losing them, getting them, um, or whatever. And uh, what else do I have? Anything else for it? Oh, also, um, in the Odyssey, here's another Odyssey one. Um, there is like the women who are trying to like charm him and and distract him from his journey with wine and cheese. Mm. Um, then the girl who who brings him back to his apartment um, is trying to get drinks with him or whatever, and uh, she uh, goes back to her apartment and there's mouse traps laid out everywhere, full of cheese. Yeah, and we we see like this parallel of him being like a a mouse in a maze, and then we see uh, an actual mouse get caught in the trap, like uh, symbolizing Paul. Yeah. Uh, but that's really it for the the underworld one. Which what do you think is the most reputable, and which one do you think that Scorsese confirmed? I think they're all pretty reputable in their own ways. Um, I I want it to be three so bad. I'm just going to choose it. Okay, I, I want it to be three, but I think it's two. I think it's the most See, interesting the, the from dream. a fan perspective. Yeah, but yeah, it's I love probably I love just, any. Like, it's probably just two. One. It's three. Let's go. Re- really? Yeah. So he. Scorsese confirmed that this is like Paul is like journey to the underworld. Okay, that's sick. But then he he comes back at the end, so he yeah he gets he gets out. So he like yeah, yeah he's not like dead, but he. And yeah, basically it, when New when, when he spoke house, on this so. when he spoke on this did he say that um, Paul is like actually dying? No, I don't think so. Okay, good because I was gonna say I like it as like a he is unknowingly stumbling yes. into it and then being saved by like means beyond his own control. I like that idea. Of yeah, it that's a the, lot. that's the gist of it. That's why. Hey, what, what else did he say about? Uh, did he just like was like flat out? Yeah, that's true. Or did he? No, like, he like I I had already the... I had already seen <laughs> this theory, and then I watched a the interview with him and yeah. he was just nonchalant like yeah so it's like this whole movie's about like paul going to the underworld and <laughs> he um, actually just does the uh actually um after hours is my most greek film elaborate <laughs> on that no <laughs> very much his most greek film <laughs> um but yeah i fucking i liked it i liked it yeah so this I, is just lighthouse essentially pretty much uh, yeah which is also very very greek um i like the wizard of oz parallel i think really i think i think so i think that there is like a lot of coincidence there the only reason i don't like that one is just because i know that i was taught in school that it's this mundane political allegory that got like divorced from its own meaning in time so like i would hate for after hours all i remember about wizard of oz is the fucking little person dying in the back <laughs> yeah i'm surprised you haven't seen that it's like a very popular you know movie. like the, the witch got like third early. degree burns all over her body right 
Really? Because like the initial paint they painted her in oh. was like incredibly uh was highly flammable. Oh yeah. So when they did like the smoke bomb, her whole body just lit on fire. No. Terrible. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz is fucked. There's like so many, so many <laughs> yeah. shitty fucking stories about it. But like, apparently, this video. So it's like, um, they're all four of them are like hopping up the trail or something. And in the background, you can see like a shadow of one of the spider monkeys like hanging themselves. Brutal. But apparently, it's just like a false shadow. But it literally looks like someone dropping from a ladder. So it's like, <laughs> that's. And I watched that I think in sixth grade. Like, or, like right <laughs> when YouTube dropped, like I was getting in my bag, you know, the, the like conspiracy. literally Googling boobs and Wizard of Oz. Did people hanging. die in any movies? <laughs> oh, another thing um, about the Wizard of Oz thing is like he literally gets like transported into like a world of color. So it's like goes from like being like bland black and white, to not, not black and white, but like basically being bright to dark. It's like beige. It's white. Everything. He's wearing a white shirt with like a white suit. Um uh, going out in downtown life where it's like there's neon there's color everywhere just with of us and he literally like changes his shirt he takes his white shirt off and puts a black shirt on like kind of like symbolizing his transition um onto the dark side damn i well, like necessarily it. he's in like purgatory right so he's not really in the dark side yet. yeah but well know. he's yeah i love purgatory I love, theories there's like I, like, so many. I love purgatory theories too. you gotta watch jacob's ladder you gotta watch lost no, uh, let's trade nose. <laughs> but no. Um, why won't you watch Lost? That's such a long show. There's like 15 seasons. Oh isn't yeah, it? I've seen the high first school. Episode. Me got so many checks talking about Lost. Oh my me. god! <laughs> Literally, that's how I would keep conversations going. Is just I would just berate them with Lost theories. <laughs> I'm sure they loved it. They did. Um, is that, so that's theories. What was the next category? Others? Some others. I've been kind of splashing through the others too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have a few I could talk about. Is there anything you want to talk about the movie? Castration. I wanted to say notable performances in this. Penis is getting cut off. Um, there, when he I've... goes to the bathroom of the diner, there is, yep. uh, he looks in the mirror and he goes over, which is actually probably one of the funniest parts of the movie. I think there's just the, the drawing of the, the shark eating the penis. Yeah. So, uh, oh, <laughs> I got, I got it pulled up. Uh, <laughs> Most images of castration are shown when women are present uh, in the bathroom at the terminal bar. When Julie first encounters Paul, there's an image scrawled on the wall of a shark biting a man's erect penis. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Uh, Marcy makes a reference to her husband using a double entendre saying, I broke the whole thing off when talking about her and her husband's sex life. Uh, after he. Yow. And one of the mouse traps that surrounds her bed clamps shut when Julie tries to fuck Paul. Uh, we should be we should be putting in the the Tom yow. Tom the cat yeah <laughs> the Wilhelm scream in the background <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's just it on that's the castration but, shit but I mean once accident twice and three times that no, shit's on purpose very much they're on some you think they're on some what's that what's that uh Freudian castration anxiety shit i've heard of a lot of freudian shit i don't think i've ever heard of freudian castration why don't you enlighten us i'll I'll google okay we'll give us i took a philosophy class in college and once we got to the freudian section our professor got in his bag it looked like he literally got that career to teach that subject castration anxiety is a psychoanalytic concept introduced by freud to describe a boy's fear of loss or damage to his genital organ as punishment for incestuous wishes towards his mother and murderous he wanted to fuck his his mom Mm. so bad yeah Yeah. freud loved that shit 
Um, but in a way, it's kind of uh, you could equate it to uh, just lust in general. Yeah. And like in this movie, like like I said before, Paul is like guilty about his lust because he wants to fuck these. That guys. might just be the Italian and Martin Scorsese coming through because they all so want to have sex with their mothers. And, he's not just horny; and he's you can, Italian. And you can <laughs> tell there there's a shift in in Paul's behavior after he sees this uh, uh, traumatizing uh, depiction of a shark eating a penis <laughs> that he like doesn't want to fuck his girls anymore like he he'd not already only is it a penis it's an erect penis it's, 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 directly it is a, the penis is like as big as the whole body in in, Ouch. in, the, oh. in the drawing it is Damn. a very large penis shouts out to him yeah um very <laughs> unproportional shouts out to the shark dude yeah. he get, he's getting that meat. The, the penis is as big <laughs> as the shark too um, um notable <laughs> acting performances um the I, shark <laughs> Griffin Dunn, good Griffin as Griffin Dunn, I think he's good as great. I, yeah. I would like to see him in more um, Scorsese say, movies. I think he's like a very Scorsese-esque actor. Like, mm-hmm. you, you really get, like, the, the unibrow helps for sure. He's just, like, a great, like, everyman in a way. Mm-hmm. He's not too suave that you're, like, annoyed. Like, there are certain roles that Brad Pitt played in, like, the mid-2000s where I'm like, I don't want to see Brad Pitt, like try to get a girl he's brad pitt yeah like, like there's, there's no situation try. where where brad pitt i feel relatable to him when like he doesn't get a girl i'm like that doesn't even make sense yeah and it's like griffin dunn is just a good like he's just scrawny enough and like just a little that it's like ah, yeah he might get the girl he might not get mm-hmm. the girl. fun fact he had a daughter who was the set designer on marriage story Mm. Oh, I like that movie. A little Noah Bombash movie. The Duns are the Duns are a dynasty. They're a but, dynasty, um, a Hollywood dynasty. But don't uh, want to discredit he, her, but he, that does he, look like that's like the only thing. She's he's done. like awkward, <laughs> awkward enough around girls. Like you can tell he's like mm-hmm. very uncomfortable around like talking to a lot of girls. But also, they he seem looks, to be like he doesn't. He's not ugly. Um, yeah, he, he's got like he's he's cute in like a boy next door cute way in, in like a in like a clumsy kind I wanna of way i want to fuck him so bad <laughs> <laughs> but no like that it it's believable that this is a guy you'd run into like yeah and uh he also looks like cosmo that's another thing that i like to watch oh, this movie and imagine that no, this is cosmo's cosmo. way because this is literally some shit cosmo cosmo's way hairy cosmo is scorsese's ideal yeah. man <laughs> but um but I have seen him in American Werewolf in London, but I don't really like that movie. Wait, he was the director of Movie 43? What? Gr- Griffin Dunn was? Or yes. Cosmo was? <laughs> Griffin Dunn. Was it? Directing? No. Oh, he directed part of it, I guess. Um, Because, like, each one. But so it was, like, uh, James Gunn, Bob Odenkirk, Elizabeth Banks. One of the females Peter who shows Farrell. up and just completely crushes it and is her usual self on screen Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, because she's the the girl who drives the ice cream truck, right? I, I think does she drive an ice cream truck? I'm, does, I thought she, she got starts, out of a cab. She starts then, the angry mob, right? Yeah, because she yeah, brings him up. She brings him up to her apartment, and I just remember what the fuck does she also oh, he's, wearing yellow? He's trying to read something on the phone or whatever, and she just keeps going like seven, yep, nine, yeah. two. And yeah, he's trying to get the phone so number for someone to help him, and yeah. he's like, "It's very important. I, I, can I use the phone?" Have you seen the? We should probably break these down sometime. The Christopher Judge movies, Christopher mm-hmm. Judge, right? The, uh, the mockumentaries, uh, Best in Show. Yeah. Nope. All those. What? Catherine uh, O'Hara is the funniest motherfucker. What's the Rock in those one? movies? The Rock one. Um. Oh well, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, uh, that's uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. That's watch Spinal Tap. Treat um, yourself a favor. We turn it Oops, up. Sorry, turn second. it up to eleven. One hour. 
Um, but yeah, so you got Spinal Tap, uh, uh, Best in Show, The Mighty Wind, and... They have a shit ton. I'm pretty sure they're all For Your Consideration too. is really good. For Catherine O'Hara really always good. kills. She's so fucking funny. Yeah, she's good in this movie, too. Yeah. Um, For Your Consideration is really fucking good. Holy shit, I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah, I love For Your Consideration. <laughs> and Any religion? Any other good performances, you think? Um, uh, I like the... Uh, Cheech and um, Chong. I like the... Yeah. Uh, what we call the manic pixie dream girl girl yeah um, what's i name? mean that's like the funny thing about that is like you have to be a certain like level of like energy on screen to be a manic pixie dream girl like trope yeah it's like not something that like anyone can do for sure uh, she plays yeah, it really well a uh, good performance is martin scorsese as the club berlin searchlight operator yeah i, I remember say, that yeah. Uh, he, he he pops in at the <laughs> at the top holding the light that's funny um what do you guys think about the score in this movie? Because Sc- Scorsese is famous Scorsese. for Scorsese. <gasps> Who did the score? Um, uh, Howard, Howard Shore. Shore. Um, he's famous for doing having needle drops in his movies, but um, he doesn't use a lot of score. And this is the first movie since Taxi Driver that has a, a score. And I um, was curious about your thoughts. I honestly don't remember the score too okay. much. It's like a, it's like a so I can't tell if that's a I'll pro be honest, or a con. There's a Bad Brain song <gasps> in this movie, and it's one of their better ones, even a better name, and it's called "Pay to Come." No, ah. so uh, see right there. I have classic. to give a good score. It also has some Joni Mitchell. It also has some classical. Um, Howard Shore did like the, the Lord of the Rings score. Yes, so he as I was gonna say he same guy he did the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, which is crazy. And I like the score a lot. It's like a, it's like a synthesizer kind of. Um, it, it feels like very isolating and like eerie at times. And That's what I mean. Is it's like if you had to have a very particular score for this one, where it's like not overbearing. So it's like by me not really like actively remembering the score, I would guess that's actually a pro because it's like it should be just a little bit in the background, like a whining, like yeah. reminding thing of like, you're still out, you're still grinding. And so there's four songs that I, I heard that um, he composed and there, there are four titles. The titles are 9 PM, midnight, 3 AM and 6 AM. So like they're reflecting the time of the day of time of the night. Um, and they get like more um, manic a- as they go. And then, they will like play them like inter interchangeably. Also, um that was cool. Another reason why I know I like this guy, Howard Shore uh has done most of David Cronenberg's scores. Ah, so cool. he's very much a horror he's a uh, guy score guy, so it makes sense why he would be brought in to like the closest to horror Scorsese film. hmm And then uh cinematographer will you look him up? I know he's the same cinematographer uh, that goes yeah, on to work with Scorsese to make Goodfellas. I forgot his name. Michael though. Ball's house. And Ball uh, house. you really see like the, the the camera in this is like really aggressive. Like it mm-hmm. really like there's like long tracking shots where like go right up into his face and the, the, the camera is like used. Um, it's almost like attacking the characters yeah. in, in ways that they do a really good job. And that, that same style is transitioned into Goodfellas like really well. Yeah, so I, I like yeah. The the shot a lot. Very dynamic camera work. Oh damn, him and Scorsese were going crazy together. Because he did Departed, Gangs of New York, Age of Innocence, 
and yeah. Last Station, Last Temptation of Christ, yeah. and Color yeah. Money. He went crazy. I love Color Money. Um, anything else we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the ending at all? Um, or not too much more. Besides, uh, one thing I was thinking about as well of all the Scorsese films, this is the one I could see me rewatching the most. Okay. It also is a crisp, um, hour and thirty-seven minutes, ninety-seven minute, fast ninety minutes. Love it. And like every time I'm like up too late and literally being like, I should watch it. Like on the weekend, have nothing to do. It's midnight. It's after hours. Yeah, I'm like, I should I should try to watch a movie now. It seems so much fun to be like, I'm gonna watch after hours right now. Haven't gone through with it. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like fuck that would be such a vibe right now to just watch after hours which i'm never like th- thank god i'm not in a place in my life where every <laughs> night i'm thinking i should walk taxi driver again yeah. so that's good that's what i do <laughs> um I, I have to fall asleep to it every night <laughs> yeah but yeah i can't think of any other ones that i think are as rewatchable as after hours by Scorsese himself. I you can't think of one. Disagree completely. <laughs> you can't think of Which one, one. do you guys want to rewatch? There's uh, a they're so a long. Few. They're all they're all really long. This, I this, think... this might be in the conversation just because it's so short. That's what I mean. Um Color of Money, I think uh, okay. you, you should I haven't watch. Seen it yet. Yeah. Very rewatchable. Goodfellas um, very rewatchable. Yeah, it's Goodfellas just long. three hours? It's just long. I mean, yeah, you can't rewatch it like every six months, but like once a year. Like, yeah, it's, it's a movie to. that deserves to be watched once a year too. Uh, same with uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I think it's very rewatchable. No, trash. You don't See, like that movie? He doesn't like it for some reason. I don't. <laughs> um, lie and say Gangs of New York is rewatchable. Lie I and really say you ever like, want to say I that. Really don't <laughs> like I really didn't like. Shutter Island, you already know what the plot twist is. You don't gotta watch yeah, it. Yeah, but that's it's a good movie. Good. I just rewatched that. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good movie to like that. watch with other people for the first time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like one of my uh favorite calls. And you can spoil it for him. One of my first times meeting Simon. Oh god. Uh got super hungover, went to his dorm room. He sat in his bunk bed and watched Shutter Island for the first time with headphones on, and we got to hear his reactions. And then was that when you guys turned and on Human Centipede right after? No, that was a different time. <laughs> that was with other people. And then me and Nev watched the entire PewDiePie gameplay of Outlast. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like putrid, putrid all Sunday. day. All day. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap up uh, talking about... That is a after-hours after type hours nightmare And sequence. we can go into... Uh, Top five of five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, After Hours, um, arguably one of um, Scorsese's greatest movies, depending on who you ask. Um, I think it's for sure his most underrated film. Um, if you haven't seen this, if you're a fan of the man, which I know everyone is, um, find it, watch it. It's really good. A mm-hmm. sur- his surrealist art piece masterwork, masterpiece, where um, his main character literally ends up becoming art himself at the end. Ooh, and so you know that's a good line. Instinct. You had that down. I know you had that down. That was a good line. That was a good line. Oh, shouts out. Shouts out. <laughs> you know it's got my stamp of approval. I fuck with After Hours heavy. Yeah, really good, really good all-in-one-night movie. Really good surrealist nightmare movie. Mm-hmm. Um, really good late-night movie really to watch. Good goth- it's just 90 minutes. Really good Goth Girl Go-Go by Machine Girl movie. Mm. Exactly. Is that the song title that I'm thinking of? Is it Goth Girl Go-Go? I think it's... A th- uh, I've never said it out loud. Athoth a go-go? Oh, it I might think be that's that. like the god of... I might, be, I might have replaced it with Goth Girl. <laughs> all right uh top five at top five, five at five Oof, do you let have me, anything for let us? me get my list i have up, one baby. for you 
yeah, start it off. Let's go. All I right. love it. My list has gotten so huge. I, I, uh, I thought I thought Athoth was like an Egyptian god. It is without truth, the first angel of the twelve, endangered by no. Lao the Veil, a dark character of God. You are on a different track than I am. <laughs> That's it, the first is, top five at five. It answer. is a thoth a go go mm-hmm. is what I was thinking of. Okay, top five at five. Go. Uh, what are your What are your stands on urinals? Uh, high or low? Do you like a high that urinal? That is a urinal good or a top low, five or at five. A, a low I, low. I think I put Wait, them in a whole different category. Are you talking you can about have the... like the low silver like metrodome bins, mm-hmm. like pig troughs? I hate those. I hate those. Not a fan either. They got a good splash concealer. But here's what I'm asking you: You go to a bathroom. And there's two urinals. Mm-hmm. There's a lower one and a higher one. Which one do you go to? Like no, a lower we're saying one? low. We're not talking about the drop tops that go all the way. I'm talking, the ground, yeah, like right? the because like like a, a single a singular urinal. Mm-hmm. There is like the ones one that, ones that, that go lower, all the way to the floor. One, one to yeah. the ground, and then there's one that's higher up for taller people. Mine's whichever. There's a guy next to the nearest one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone let me seize the most meat. I just uh, pissed in a low urinal. So, so the I, first time you, in years, I like, you have no preference. I just. I'm more off the splash concealers that they got in those bitches, mm, you know? The piss hogs. Because that changes everything. Because, like... I'm not talking about, like, the troughs. Like, not the troughs. Yeah. Like, a, a singular urinal. On, I would take... Would you rather it be I'd high or low? i take a floor... Or not a floor. That puts it bad. Like, the an alley. Suck. A brick wall in an alley. Yeah. Best urinal there is. Just the complete um, off-the-wall audible. But I think I go high. You go high. I mean, I've been like, going how high. Are we talking, I'm like not short. Like, so like, like the higher. It's option. about it's about shoulder height. I'm always shooting. I'm always shooting low. Um, I think. Like, are you talking like the kitty urinals? I'm talking about when yeah. you go into a bathroom. Those two heights of urinal and yeah, the uh, bets okay. urinals, the high one the, and the, the low kitty oh, urinals. The high one, the high one. The I'm kitty not, urinals, not, also known as the bets urinals. <laughs> I'm not pissing in the bets urinals. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, so what i was gonna say is ironically enough i just had a realization the other night of i was at willow creek mm-hmm. watching a movie and it was packed after the showing and the only open urinals were the kids urinals the mm-hmm. vets urinals and i used one of them was like oh for years i've been avoiding these and this i is just, couldn't tell you I, the last time i, I can't believe i can't believe that you just said that because i was at a bar <laughs> two weeks ago maybe yeah and i wrote this down and i went to the bar <laughs> and they had one urinal and it was the lowest urinal i've <laughs> ever seen and my whole life i've been like you boof like i i'm i'm well, not because usually i'm like getting close to the top i'm like, not i don't want to brush the I like, top. i'm not crazy tall but i'm six foot and i usually go to the higher one because i go oh i exactly tall see, we're all we're all six five six six and six nine right yeah yeah we're like seven feet I mean, at yeah. least danny's six one i'm six two you're six four yeah, I'm six seven. <laughs> <laughs> we're all power forwards in the NBA, basically. Yeah, um, but we're all pretty tall guys. Durkin's eight foot four. <laughs> Durkin is shaped like Durkin's five uh, nine with boots on. Durkin's shaped like minute bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always been a high urinal guy. Like, yeah. go, go to the, go to the tall one. I was like, why not let let the children go to that one. Mm-hmm. This urinal, they all, they had one option, and Let it was the literally children the, and Dan Betts go to that. One. It was <laughs> it was the lowest urinal. It was touching the floor. It wasn't a trough, but it was like literally fucking Ew. touching the floor, like this urinal. And I pissed in it, and I was like, "This is the best urinal I've ever." Really, wow. like, my whole life changed. I might have to try. Really, it I, I from that point on, I was like, I will always go to the low urinal now. What was it about it? 
I it it you never your dick hangs down so far anyway. It's just into the fucking <laughs> yeah. uh like usually the, it's hitting the urinal cake. Like there's like, 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 yeah, like the urinal soap little cakes. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of gets kind of gets greasy after a while. Yeah, that's never good. But no, it's because when you're in the high one, you ever get like like splashed onto like your shirt yeah. or something, mm-hmm. or like your pants. That's so why like, it's oh. the splash one. So you have a good splash concealer. The low one, there's no concern about that at all. How so? How's it not hitting those shin, shins? Yeah, it's got to be. It might get it might get a little bit on your on on your shin or something, but that's not a. I'd much rather have that than on like my nice my nice shirt. True. I don't know. I'd be having bitches. And also, my just uh, the, the the distance <laughs> the distance of travel it took. To go that much lower, I feel like was. I think there was a, some velocity to it. I think it was pretty yeah. satisfying. It okay. added to the experience. Yeah, I'll, I was also drunk. Well, that's that's also <laughs> that's another thing to say is with the with the terminal being that much lower, uh, you're losing velocity as as or is it gaining velocity? It's gaining gravity. Gravity, gravity is <sighs> kicking in at that point. Losing velocity. It's coming out of the cock with some force. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's my uh, top five of five. Next one. All right, this is a good one I forgot about. I must have been in my bag when I wrote this one down. I said, you can judge a man's character on three simple behaviors. Do you have your friends back in a fight? Are you creepy with chicks? Do you cheat in recreational sports activities? Those are, yeah. Those are good judgments of character. Those are good judgments yeah. of character, right? Although I I'm, I might flunk the first one. The answer <laughs> has to be to yes to the, the, the answer has to be yes to all of them, right? Yeah, uh, you'd think I think so. so. But I'm king. No, you have to. Do you have your friends back in a fight? Yes. So no to that one. I'm king. But then yes I'm, to all I'm the other holding, ones. <laughs> I'm holding everybody apart from each other before the fight starts. Is what I've always done. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. For yeah, sure. And then I'm like, if it, you're dumb enough to like, it all push me on, out of the way as I'm trying to stop the fight, then it, you it, have to do that. It all depends what the fight is about. If That's it, true. If too. it's a fight worth if having, if the fight is about two and three, then you gotta, you <laughs> can't have, you have his back. To do it. You, you can't have his back. No, you have to. If the fight's uh, worth have worth having, you got to back them up. But if it's a dumb fight, then the guy then them by them on their own, then it's up to you. Man. This is a good one. If starting right now, the world lost its ability to rip ass, no farts, just no farts. Mm-hmm. How long would it take people to notice? Like that, how long? That's a good question. Like, what do you mean the entire the, world? Just the entire. No one's farting. Or anymore. for the fir- no no no. For the entire world to all collectively come to consensus, hey, we like, all hey, stop farting. Just to be farting. like a newsline, or the first no person goes have a fart. I don't. Like, I don't think it ever will. You don't think any? I don't think anyone would. You think it'd ten be hours. Like, we'd just be sitting here. When's the last time you guys fucking ripped ass? And be like, I haven't ripped ass in six months. And you'd be like, I don't know if people rip ass anymore. Ten you hours. Be, you think it'd be ten hours, dude? I'm putting in at five years. I think it'd be a long time. <laughs> People don't talk about that. It'd just be one of are those things, kidding? like dudes, dads from Chicago and shit, but are like, definitely being like, "Oh, I haven't fucking tooted in a minute." <laughs> I mean, I think it would take a while for it to be but like a general. You thing. would, you would know that like you haven't farted. You'd be like, oh, that's kind of weird. I haven't been farting. Yeah, I definitely. You, you yeah, wouldn't would, have the consensus. It would take of a like few months for you to like bring it up in casual. I think so. What else? Now, you are we magically um, not farting, or are we burping more than ever? Good. I think we're up. just magically not farting. If we're burping more than ever, there's people would know. Yeah. What about like reverse it? What if just from now on we can still fart, but we just don't burp anymore? And you farting? I more? think that. Oh, would I take... wouldn't. I would never notice the rest of my life. I don't. Yeah. Fart. I, don't I think. I, I think that would take longer. Often. I know, but I think that would take longer. Ten years. People don't notice we don't burp anymore. Oh, 20. <laughs> okay. What right. else you got? Uh, twenty percent of people in Greenland have attempted suicide. Just I think. Fact. 
Is Pretty that sure above or below thing. average? Is there a question? Compare that to Portland. <laughs> is, is that it, higher or is lower? Is there a question there? I think it was that just was a fun five. fact. I that came was across just and wrote it down. All right, cool. Isn't that <laughs> so up, fun? Though? Such One a five. fun fact. <laughs> One in five. See, I want to know. We should look this up. If 20% of people has attempted, how many people have successfully attempted? Wouldn't that just be their annual suicide number? Yeah, yeah exactly. We should look up like what that number is. All right. And then let's see. I had some good ones. Greenland? On Greenland. Oh, that's why. I was thinking uh, of Iceland. Hmm. What's no, their that pop? one can be a different one. Dyson bladeless jet engines. Like 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 for planes? Yeah. They're developing those bitches. That's cool. In Greenland, the annual suicide rate was 82 per 100,000. That's successful? Yeah. That's pretty so fucking high, I think. 82 per 100,000 is like not a lot. Are you sure? That's almost like a percent of people commit suicide every year. 82 people? 82 per 100,000. So like if it's a million people, that's what? 820 people committing suicide. I don't think that's a lot. That's under under one percent. Suicide hmm. rate, Minnesota. Suicide in Greenland has its own fucking Wikipedia page. Click into that. Do people show up there to commit suicide? More than twice. Oh, eighty. Yeah, they're by far number one in the world in high suicide <laughs> rate. Oh, never mind. Well, that's because uh, they're not. Yeah, it's more than twice the rate of second place. Seven hundred twenty-three people killed themselves in Minnesota last year. We had a rough year. Yeah. <laughs> that's not fair that one's not that yeah. one's not representative suicide accounts for eight percent of total deaths in greenland okay that's a lot that's a <laughs> that's lot, a lot. leading cause of death you say among, it like that leading cause of death among young men aged 15 to 29 damn in greenland yeah damn yeah they be they be wild and all right oh they, they break it down in method too <laughs> we don't need to get into that that'll uh, be a okay. different pot yeah. uh yeah dyson bladeless gen engines okay uh, i saw that they're developing those for literally planes i don't even understand how the fans work uh what's what's that about can someone explain me the dynamics of nope. that i can't no. I'm the only but the dyson guy knows well yeah, that help plane crashes dyson. or would that make them worse the the birds will go right through do you think that they'd be quieter Way gotta be way quieter, right? That would be fucking tight to be on a plane. It's just that's basically what it is with my fucking noise canceling headphones. Is the well, yeah, I guess I guess a plane is the jet turbines or what you're hearing. Turbines, turbines (laughs) are what you're hearing. Nothing um, goes together like turbines and planes. (laughs) So, uh, it's running up. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, Wilt Chamberlain did not sleep with two twenty thousand women. It's just not fucking possible. Yeah. Uh, he I sounds like he doesn't believe he it says. when he says it. Yeah. I you ever seen him on Howard Stern be like, probably had sex with like, oh, like 20,000? 20,000. Yeah. And they're like, that's uh, five women per day for like 20 years. He's like, yeah, or something. I don't <laughs> yeah, that just didn't fucking happen. Fuck fucking you, know. Will Chamberlain. Uh, were you an early morning class guy or late class guy or like clumping up your class? Late class. I had late. I had a lot of late classes. Yeah, I yeah. was whatever I can clump them bitches. You want clump? I wanted to get in and get out. <laughs> I had a lot you of night classes, but that was just like the the nature of my degree. Oh, oh actually, man. no. Fuck a night class. I tried taking one one time. Not fell asleep class. within. I, I probably five minutes. I probably always had at least one class that was. A four-hour night class where you'd get that there. That is brutal. Fuck no, you'd get I there. Could never do that. You'd get there at five and you'd leave at like 
nine or ten at night once i signed up for one of those classes slept through slept through the first two hours woke back up was like holy shit tell you could never do that again and then slept through the last hour and a half i'm pretty sure the latest i ever had class started at four it would have been like i would always be starting at either eight or yeah, it yeah, would be a film class where some days we'd watch movies, so we have to ha- a lot, a lot like a oh, two and a yeah. half hour period for the movie, and then we talk about it. Other days we'd take extensive notes where you take four hours of notes, and I'd walk out with like twenty pages of notes. Fuck, no. damn! Did you like that class? It was actually like a really good class. It was just kind of a lot. It was only yeah. only once a week though, so it was like okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, still I, great, great every, uh, every once a week. That four great, hours, really. great professor for it. A really knowledgeable guy. Shout out Philippe. Shout out Philippe. Philippe All right, you want to go uh, of the weeks of the weeks? Yeah, quick? yeah. I was, okay, one, I think I might it. have my best quote of the week to date. Okay, so you guys start. Get me warmed up. Yeah, quote of the week. Uh, and six. Oh, oh that's like oh, you have to. To, 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 to quote to quote uh our another our, our late great colin durkin um you gotta lose two to win in six gotta lose two to win in six give me it i can see your fucking brain my brain is compiling one hour give me a norm of... quote we talked norm oh. mcdonald all the way here you have to give me a norm quote my norm quote is um ah i wish i had a time machine <laughs> oh so you could have been there no so i could go back to before i asked that question it's a good one. Norm quotes are always my quote of the week is poop is in my gym, brother by Hulk Hogan poop is in his gym. <laughs> no. So it's this tweet. He tweeted. Have you seen Hulk Hogan tweets? Yes. Uh, they're the funny sign them. H H yeah, always signs them ends them with brother and then H H. Um, so he just said poop is in my gym, brother. And then someone replied, do you mean pop? He said, poop, brother, HH. <laughs> poop, brother. But I ran into Hulk Hogan when I was in Florida. So that made me think. Of Dog that. the Bounty Hunter or Hulk Hogan? Hulk fucking Hogan. <laughs> I ran into Hulk Hogan. So that's good guy of the week. Like shoulder, almost hit his shoulder. Both 6'5 guys. Yes. Also went to his restaurant. Don't recommend it. I'll say that. <laughs> Don't recommend it. Oh, no. Is that good guy of the week? Uh, no, that's just quote. The good guy of the week is different. Yeah, what Wait, I think. What did I put for good guy? It's good guy of the week next, isn't it? Oh yeah, good guy of the week. This goes right in. So I went to this Hulk Hogan restaurant. Wasn't impressed. Spent like eighty dollars on a mid ass meal. So then the next day, it gets like three o'clock happy hour. Been at the beach all day. Go to this nice little spot. Can't even remember what it's called. So I feel bad. Oh my god, this is the best fucking pizza drink seafood spot i've ever had in my life and it was yeah cheap as shit and it was right on the beach this is in insane. florida yeah what's it called i can't remember fuck I, it's right across the street from the hulk hogan place i know that so if you find the hulk hogan place go across the street i'm about to look that get up. yourself some fucking nice could, ass uh, pizza do some detective work get some out. nice ass pizza you get they had these like shrimp fucking bites shrimp oh, on the bab god they were fucking good okay. um i had like um, what's grouper tacos? I had grouper tacos. Mm. I ended up going there twice because it was so good. <laughs> oh my god, that place just fucking rails. Um, do you guys have a good guy? Is that coming from me? No. Oh my fucking god! All right, let's finish this up. Good so guy I can of the get week around the table. Good guy of the week. Uh, good guy of the week. Wayman Wong from Wang. Wayman Wang from uh, Everything Everywhere All the Time. Oh, how do you, you like? Do you like it? It's good. 
I have, I'm about to watch it. Should we? Waymond is we a about god. It? Yeah, probably. Okay, good, good thing to pot about Wayman? it. Waymond. Yeah, from. <laughs> um, is he's it him? Literally in it. Sure. And I'm like, you cannot convince me that they didn't get like. No, they, they cannot that tell me that's not a nod. Yeah. What's your good I was guy? Screaming. Um, good guy of the week is is Malik Beasley. Damn, good show. Because because Wolves and Six. Because Wolves and Six. But also, I was at the gym the other day. This is before game one. I was at the gym, and they have like reality TV on like the TV in the gym. And it was like some shit on like Bravo or whatever. It was like real like Desperate Housewives or fucking something. I don't know. And it was this girl, blonde girl, huge fake tits. And she's like, fuck my man. I'm going out. I'm having fun. And then it shows, it flashes to like a, uh, a video of her hanging out with Malik Beasley. Let's go, Malik Beasley. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Sick ass name. Wolves and I had a buddy growing up named Malik. He was a good guy. He ended up moving away. Hope he's good. Hope he's good. He Shout, is, out he Malik. Shout out Malik. He got a lot of pussy. He was like okay. the only black kid in our school, so he got a lot of pussy. <laughs> Shout out uh, Malik. <laughs> all right, what else we got? Uh, bad guy, federal government. They're taking way too long to process my amended tax return from 2020. Oh, my God. I have my bad guy of the week. I Who is it? put in amend. I want my stimmies, my guy. Federal our, government, hurry it up. Me and Boof's old apartment complex for not sending oh, us yeah. a certificate of rent paid, so oh, I no. didn't get that back on my taxes. No. Damn. Fuck them. Every fucking small landlord I've ever rented from has literally like been like, please don't get mad at me. Here's your certificate of rent paid. I hope I got it to you in time on like January 1st. And then I fucking rent from a corporation one time and they're like, I can't hear you. I don't (laughs) care. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. My my bad guy of the week is uh, this guy at the deli. Mm. Um, I was getting deli meat for sandwiches. Bet you was. And he kept breaking the bags. He went to like four bags. Oh. And I was like, come on, man. Get it right. Oh. Tough. Yeah. Maybe he I, was having a bad day, but. Yeah. He's Rec- just slamming. Recommendation of the week? Uh, uh, brain damage. Just getting it? Just get, yeah. Just no. Getting brain 80s damage. horror film that, was, okay. that I watched this past weekend. It's really funny. Mine is brain damage. Um, but just getting it. Just no. getting it? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has it. He fucking sucks as a human being. <laughs> Um, my recommendation of the week is uh, Melting Pot by Salem Yankton. Uh, it's one of my buddies. He just came up with a song. Cool. Okay. Like, shout shout out. Together, so pretty good. Uh, Interesting. They, they put a lot of care into it. So, A genuine moment yeah. to end the pot. Shout out. Shout out. He's up to some really cool stuff, actually. Click. So. <laughs> just, just click right there. All my home is full of Number one, the bank wanted drug yeah. screen for everyone on the crew. Before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. 